Now, the question, as I asked before, was why a Christian marriage is failing. The first, the first, the first and the main factor why Christian marriages are failing is in this. Several years ago, there was a divorce clinic held for about 80, it was about 84, 85 women. And it was a divorce clinic, which meant that their marriages were over. They wanted to go for divorce, but, you know, they wanted to talk to them, educate them, and then find out why. Out of 85 women, 81 said it was God that told them to marry their spouses. That day, God became the highest factor, the main cause of failed marriages in that class. Out of 85, 81 said it was God. How did God tell them? They prayed about it. Some heard a voice. Some saw in a dream. And God Almighty told them to marry their spouse. Today, they are no longer married. So what? Christians are now in a process called spiritual selection. to take my time to show you the six kinds of abuses when they say domestic violence and abuse is not just the beating it's the words it's the psychology behind it is the finances behind it now i told you about the fact that christians have the highest rates of failed marriages in nigeria 87 percent of failed marriages are from Christian marriages. And you know, that tells you directly, once again, that the fact that you're a Christian makes your marriage more likely to fail than to succeed. Now, the question, as I asked before, was why a Christian marriage is failing. The first, the first, the first and the main factor why Christian marriages are failing is in this. Several years ago, there was a divorce clinic held for about 80, it was about 84, 85 women. And it was a divorce clinic, which meant that their marriages were over. They wanted to go for divorce, but, you know, they wanted to talk to them, educate them, and then find out why. Out of 85 women, 81 said it was God that told them to marry their spouses. That day, God became the highest factor, the main cause of failed marriages in that class. Out of 85, 81 
said it was God. How did God tell them? They prayed about it. Some heard a voice. Some saw in a dream. And God Almighty told them to marry their spouse. Today, they are no longer married. So what? Christians are now in a process called spiritual selection of marriages. Or you can call it of spouses, sorry. Or you can call it (laughs) marriage by prophecy. When I was in the university, one of us then had a dream. In the dream, he was kicking a stone. And the stone rolled to the feet of one Sister Esther. I always tell this story. And Sister Esther, when he woke up, the only possible interpretation of that dream that he got was that God just showed him his future wife. That the fact that the stone stopped at her feet meant God telling him that this is his future wife. And then he approached her straight that, you know, I prayed. God showed me clearly that you are my wife. I prayed about it. And then, you know, we can also go and let the pastor confirm. You know, they were from the same fellowship. They were from the same. So eventually they got married. The marriage lasted less than six months. When they got married, he found out that Sister Esther was not really Sister Esther. You know, they all praise the Lord that they'll be doing the speaking in tongues and turning around in a whirlwind position. He saw something else. He packed his bags and ran to another state. So, who caused the breakup of the marriage? God. Because why? He was kicking a stone in his dream. And the stone rolled and stopped at the feet of Sister Esther. There was another church incident. They had a service for singles. And then the pastor told the single women that they should write down the names, they should bring out a sheet of paper and write down the names of all the men that are toasting them. So all the girls brought out a sheet of paper, they were writing. Some it was a short list, some it was a long list. People, uh, this is my two accessories. I, I, I hope I got that. How are you, sir? And they started writing down the names. So when you write down the names, the pastor put a bucket in front, told everybody to fold it, and then they dropped it there. They were to fast for three days. That fast, they would not eat anything that has oil. They would not eat anything that has salt. I don't know whether they call it one fast, whether white fast or something. You won't take oil, you won't take uh, salt, you won't take some pepper or something. For three days. So the third day, everybody reconvened. And pastor said they should form a straight line. As they came to the front, pastor would pray, and then tell her, number three is your husband. She will pass. Number two is your husband. That is according to the list that you wrote. So that day, can you imagine if it is somebody you don't even like, you never considered, but because pastor has prayed about it, people fasted for three days. You now go back to the person you have said you are not interested in, but because God has said that is your husband, you now go, number four is your husband, number two is your husband, number this is your husband. That was how they chose their spouse, by prophecy. So 
some married perfect strangers people that you did not care to date why god has already spoken so there is no need to date the first problem with christians is what you call spiritualizing relationships how is it that you marry absolute strangers absolute strangers you would have no idea then they never date they call it courtship they don't even know what courtship means they just they, they 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 don't date dating is the process of getting to know the character of your intended spouse so it is for a period of time where you keep saying you get to know i mean is he hot tempered is he stingy does he lie is he jealous you don't know do you understand what i'm saying they just marry absolute strangers so now when they now get into marriage they now see character traits that they cannot even stand. The issue now is if they had known that this person was like this, they wouldn't have married. That is just the issue. How Christians choose. Another one will tell me that they prayed and they felt peace. <laughs> I prayed about it. I felt peace. I know this is the peace. Peace is your sign. The Bible tells you, Jesus said, my peace I give to you. My peace I leave with you. Not as the peace in the, not as, not the kind of peace in the world, but my peace. Jesus, the fact that you have given your life to Christ is peace. The Bible says he is our peace. So peace is the default setting of any Christian. So when you feel peace, that automatically means God has said, God did not say, have, can you imagine that from Genesis to Revelations, there has been no place where God told anybody, this is your husband or this is your wife. I have asked them, this is going to a decade to just show me somewhere in the Bible where God told somebody that this is your house, uh, your wife, or this is your husband. The only thing in the Bible is in Proverbs 18.22, which says, if any man finds a wife, he finds a good thing and obtains favor in the prayer. That is, if you find a wife. It is not, God said, this is your wife. It is nowhere in the Bible that God said to anybody, this is, so where did this, where did this new voice that is not in either Old or New Testament, where did it come from? Where, where is it from? Let me tell you something. The Bible says for this reason, a man shall leave his father, mother, and cleave to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh, not one spirit. There is nothing spiritual about marriage. Marriage is a choice. They told me then that, you know, God said for this reason, a man that God ordained marriage. Listen, go and read it well. It was Adam that said that. Adam said, it is written there, Adam said, this is bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh, it will be called the woman. And for this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and cleave to Adam was the one that instituted the culture of marriage, not God. Adam was the one that gave the tradition 
of marriage. Man shall live. Look at it. It was Adam. And Adam said, look at it in chapter 3. When God asked him, after they had eaten the fruit, Oga, I've been calling you. And the gentleman said, "Uh, sorry, we were naked, so we're hiding. And God said, who told you you were naked? Have you eaten of the fruit that you ought not? He now said, "Uh, it is the woman that you gave me. He did not say it is the wife that you gave me. He called her wife in Genesis 2. But when God asked, what happened? He said, it is the woman. Why didn't he say, it is the wife you gave me? Because he knew that God gave him a woman and then he made the woman his wife. Christians really don't think. They have come up with their pastors who have taken the place of God. The other time I was talking about in the radio when people were calling their pastors their spiritual father. And it is written in the Bible that God is your spiritual father. There is no way in the Bible where pastors, man, is referred to as spiritual father. The Bible says you have earthly fathers. In fact, in Matthew, Jesus said you should not call any man father. But here in Nigeria, ah, who is that? That's my spiritual daughter. I'm her spiritual father. Extra scriptural. You have put them in the, you know, the way you give God titles, you started giving, you would say, he's my pastor. Now he's no longer pastor, it is man of God. Like we are not children of God. Now he's no longer man of God. We are the spiritual children. No. God is our spirit. It is written, and I read it out in the, in, 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 uh, on the news, uh, in the, on the radio. And I showed you where it is written that God is our spiritual... Our spiritual father, no other person. He's, why don't you call them by their names? They are fivefold ministry. This is uh, prophets, no apostles, prophets, uh, uh, what again, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. They are pastors. What is pastor? It is Latin. It was derived from the Latin shepherd. What is just to feed the flock? That's all. To teach. I'm not a pastor, I'm a teacher. Now, this is responsible for 87% of A1 of failures in marriages because instead of teaching people, a person slaps you while you are dating. Under normal circumstances, that would have been the end of Obamilating, you slap me. That's the end of the relationship. But no, because God has said, this is my husband. Then you will now hear them say, ah, okay. And the pastor will say, hey, no, you two don't do that next time, can you? Uh, you now tell them, this man, are you sure? Slapped you, you have not even married yet. And I know he's a bit hot-tempered, but we are praying about it. Don't worry, there is nothing God cannot do. Hey, what do you mean by there's nothing God cannot do? Did God send you to be, let me tell you something, God himself, The ultimate goal of the sacrifice of Christ was to bring man to God. God watched his own son die. God literally killed his own son because he sent him to die for our sins. But yet, God will not force you to become a Christian or to worship him. If God will not force you to worship him, why would God force a man to change for marriage? So is marriage more important than salvation? 
Is your marriage more important than salvation? That is the question. You see a serpent. The Bible says in Proverbs 22, verse 3, a wise man sees trouble from afar and hides himself. You see a serpent coming. It is a serpent. You saw it. You are saying, uh -uh, maybe it will not bite. The Bible says, where the sole of my feet shall tread upon, I will possess the land. A snake is coming. And you stand there. You point at it and you start speaking in tongues. The Bible says, I shall tread upon serpents and scorpions and all the works of the enemy. And, uh, listen, why all that wahala? If you are not going to pick a stone to stone it, you better get out of the way. You see a lion coming. When I was in the University of Ibadan, one pastor jumped into our Ibadan Zoo, into the den of lions. And then started talking to the lion that this day God has put you under my feet. The lions had just eaten. So they did not attack. His name was one prophet, Elijah. The lion actually was surprised. You could see it on his face. And then the lion got up and went further into the den. And the man turned to everybody who was screaming, Baba, you crazy, come. He said, this day, my name is prophet Kinikon, Kinikon. Uh, God has put the lion under. And he now went further into where the lion retreated to, to point a Bible and say that God said the lion just, you know, the hair on the lion just touches, you know, everybody knew any fool could have seen that the lion was going to pounce. Ba, 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 the lion just launched at him. Two slaps from the paws of the, the man's jaw came off, shifted off. The lion killed the man in two strikes and did not even eat his body. Why? He said because he wanted to start a church. He was pastor of a church. He wanted to show that he was a powerful man of God. Went to jump into the lion's den thinking, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, did they jump into the lion's den or were they thrown into the lion's den? This is the problem. The first problem of failed marriages in Nigeria is the Christian, let me not say Christian, is religion especially the Christian religion and false doctrines that would tell people, that is why they would tell people to remain in abusive marriages, keep telling them to pray, keep telling them there is nothing God cannot do. I said this in March last year. By the first week in April, Osinachi was killed. Then they called me again to go come to Abuja. Osinachi is dead. First or, yeah, I think it was first or second week. It was first week. The moment we finished this thing, Osinachi was dead. And what was it? The lady married through a very dubious way. The marriage was a sham. They didn't even go to church. It was in a very tight room that could not fit the groom, the groom and the, the best man and the bride. And he, the, the man came and said he was... He said he was a pastor. And this girl was, had been singing in the choir and he beat her, battered her. Do you know that she left the marriage for one year, three months? She separated. But then her pastor now called her back that the man has come to apologize and that now blackmailed her, said that as a gospel 
musician, gospel singer, which church he was going to call you to come and minister if you are separated or divorced from your husband. You know, God hates divorce. And, you know, his virtue of his position in Cannes. The mother said all this during that death. Said she separated, she left. She told us. It was the pastor that sent one pastor Tony or to one pastor Tony to come and take her back. Eventually she succumbed and followed them back. And next thing, the man killed her. And the pastor now said he didn't know. He, everybody in church knew. The, only the pastor did not know. The lead singer of your choir group, the superstar in your church, he said you did not know when the abuse at times will happen in church. You know, at times she will be singing in some places and he would say to her, he would send to her to stop singing that song. That she should change the song. Everybody, almost everybody that invited her knew of the abuse of the husband. Because the husband would say they should pay the money to his account. Whatever ministration. She had three cars. The husband had keys to all the cars. She would walk. He will be driving. When they are leaving church, the husband will drive and leave the woman. She would take a bike or a cab home. What madness. He called her back into that. Christianity. Religion. The first problem. Religion is what will make a person sleep in a burning building. Saying, don't worry. God will put out, you will feel the flames. Meanwhile, the Bible tells you, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Hosea 4.6. The Bible tells you that wisdom is the principal thing. And in all you're getting, get understanding. My people are destroyed for lack of what? Knowledge. Not lack of prayer. Not lack of fasting. Lack of knowledge. Then, it tells you again, wisdom is the principal thing. Not prayer. Wisdom. The richest people in the world are not Christians. Elon Musk, is he a Christian? Does he pay your tithes and offerings? He doesn't. But they are the richest people. But we, that you give, good measure, praise down, shaking together, running over, send back to you. have not seen us as the richest on earth. Why? Because they follow the path of wisdom. The Bible says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and the knowledge of the Almighty is understanding. Why God is God is because he understands all things. That is why all things were made by him. Without him, nothing that was made was made. Where did he tell you to go and pray? Did he show you any precedent in the Bible about him telling people how to choose a husband or wife? It is not there. He said, you pray. And you do not get because you pray amiss. If I want to pray for protection, I know the verses to quote. The Bible says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When my enemies come close to me to devour my flesh, they stumbled and they fell. The Bible says, I will tread upon serpents and scorpions and all the works of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means harm me. No weapon fashioned against me shall be able to prosper. Surely there is no enchantment against Jacob, no divination against Israel. And this time it shall be said, See what the Lord has done. I can quote scriptures for protection. I want to marry. Tell me the scripture to quote for marriage. Jesus said, pray according to the word. Show me the word you will pray for marriage. Where God chose marriage. Would you look at 
in the birth of Christ, which was significantly the most important birth in the history and the future of mankind, did God tell Joseph whom to marry? Is it there? Angel Gabriel came, visited Mary, came, visited Elizabeth, came, visited Zachariah. None came to Joseph to tell him anything. The, the brother just woke up one day to see his espoused wife, that future wife-to-be, and saw the woman pregnant. He was heartbroken. But he was a fair man, and he was looking for a way to just say, okay, I'm no longer doing it again, and put her down safely without disgrace. That was when Angel Gabriel now came and said, Chairman, this is not by the hand of man. This is by the finger of God. She would bear, and you would call his name Jesus. No man got her pregnant. It was only then when Casalabos, that angel, appeared. God had nothing to do with the choice of Joseph, and that was in the birth of Christ. So who do you want to give birth to that God will be telling you whom to? to? When in the birth of Jesus, God did not choose husband, God did not choose wife. God followed a lineage. God did not tell, send me an angel to, to say anything. It is you that you want to give that to Musli or you want to give that to Rebecca or you want to give that to God to now Babatunde or something or Uche or Fola Yemi. It is that one that is not coming to earth to die for our sins. That is coming to, that is the one that God will now say, oh, my son, this is your husband, this is your wife. God does not choose spouses. It is extra scriptural. People that carry names, sorry, I would go in three minutes. You will see them writing names of people, carrying pictures of people, going to church. Is it that God does not know how those people look at? He said, before you were formed in your womb, I knew you and I called you by name. Why are you carrying pictures to God as if God does not know? As if if you call the name of the person, God does not know who he is. They will carry the picture. They will carry the name. They will put on the altar, praying, God, is this the one? God, this is the clinical God. They will go from pillar to post. I'm related to someone. Went to three prayer mountains. Three. To go and inquire, find out that is this the man or is this from first prayer mountain one. This is, I am related by blood to the person. Prayer Mountain 1, they said this is God's perfect will. Prayer Mountain 2, they said this is God's perfect will. Went to fire and prayer. This is God's perfect person. The third month of their marriage, the man bitter unconscious. Unconscious. Let me tell you one of the beating. He bitter one day that she made braids. He used the braids on her head to tie her head to the bedpost so she couldn't get up. He now went to get a fire extinguisher. You know the fire extinguisher, the, not the one in the car, the industrial, the one in the house, the domestic one, went to get it. Now, hit it on her back, and the way it was handled, the, 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 the chemical seeped out, poured all over her body and started reacting with her body. By the time people came to rescue her, they had to cut her hair so that, you know, and all the time, you know, her head was tied to the bedpost. Time they cut her head, rushed her to the hospital. The chemicals had reacted with her body. I don't know what was in that fire extinguisher. It had reacted to her body that the body now congealed. Her skin became tough. They couldn't pass drip. Do you know what they did? They had to shave her head 
and passed the drip there. That is where they went to three prayer mountains to go and inquire. The Bible says, who is it that speaks when the Lord has not spoken? It will never come to pass. If anybody comes to you and tells you that God said this is your husband, because it has no precedence in the Bible, it has no place in the Bible, it is a lie. And God will see to it that that, because I said it, it will not last. Because I didn't say it. How will people lie on the name of God and God will be committed to bringing a lie to pass? It is the first, the first thing and we attended the same church. So how long did you date? We didn't really date. We didn't really date. They didn't really know who they married. So you will not be telling, uh, why is it that those bad girls, those unbeliever girls, they always get the good guys? Because they were not brought up by the same tutors. They can tell the difference between a good guy and a bad guy. They can smell a good guy a mile away. That is why they will collect your own good guy while you are still on the mountain looking for whether God said or God did not say. They will collect him from you because they can smell a good guy. They have dated all kinds of men, men that have beaten them, men that have duped them. They now see a good guy sniffing past to your house. They will take him from you because... They know the difference. That is what you don't know. That it is character. The real intention of a man is not in his religion, but in his character. So stop looking at his religion for his character. But look at his character for his religion. The character of a man will tell you what he believes in. The Bible tells you that as a man thinks in his heart, so he is. What is the character of a man? The way a man processes information, the way he behaves. Go and check it. Exactly what the Bible wrote. It is a char the character you marry, not the religion. What is religion? It's vague. It is intangible. You want to choose. They say, I want a God-fearing man. You know, because you attend the same church. Ladies and gentlemen, witches come to church. Wizards come to church. Babalawos come to church. Cultists come to church. Armed robbers come to church. Everybody comes to church. Look at, uh, uh, look at that. Job chapter 1 verse 6. It is written, And on that day when the sons of God went to worship God, the devil, Lucifer, was also in their midst. He went with the sons of God to heaven to worship. Uh, Job chapter 2 verse 1. And another time when the sons of God went to worship God, Lucifer, the devil, was also in their midst. It tells you that the devil also goes there to worship God. If the devil can go to heaven to pay homage and to worship God, what is a witch on earth that cannot attend church service? They also know that God is God and they worship. They know. But you just see him in church. Oh, He's, my, he's a pastor in my church. He attends the same. Listen, that is why we have 87% failure rate of Christian marriages. You spiritualize. You are looking at him. You can see. Uh -uh. They lie to Christians. Christians are the most gullible because they would say, the Bible says, love believes all things. You need to go and read it properly. Love does not marry all things. If it believes, it does not tell you to marry all things. In fact, it tells you to test the spirits. Get to know the person. They will not. 
spend time with the person. And I tell you, by the time you meet with him, on a date, first, second, third, with an open mind. You don't start a relationship with love. You start a relationship with friendship. That will tell you whether love is possible. You never marry because of love. You marry for longevity. Love is the smallest ingredient in the pot of marriage. You have pepper and tomato that you will still blend to make the soup. You have the protein you will put inside. Love is just like the Maggi small that you put in. Some people don't even eat stew with Maggi again because of health reasons. But love is just that Maggi. The job is just to make it a little sweeter. Love is not the pot of soup. It is just that Maggi on top to make it taste sweeter. That's all. But by the time the marriage is six months, one year, you will see that love will not keep the marriage. When you get to America, get to Europe, you see why marriages fail. And they say, I love him, I love him, I marry. When you now marry, marriage is what I call enlightenment. That your eyeglasses will be removed. You will now see. I went to America, you start seeing marriages that lasted 48 hours. In Nigeria here, I brought someone to my program. His marriage lasted three hours, the same day. The same day, during the marriage, the marriage had ended between husband and wife. Why? Because he is a, like a pastor in one of these churches. They never allowed them meet. They never allowed them socialize. In fact, when you say you like a woman, it is the marriage committee that will come and tell the woman, uh, you know, they will find out about the woman. You are not even allowed to visit the woman in the house. The man was telling me that, uh, one of them was telling me that if, uh, you know, your woman comes to your house, you have to open the door, open the window so that everybody outside will see. I said, so that what? Say, so that there is no sin. Really? They can't go out without somebody following them. What kind of nonsense is that? Will somebody now follow you into marriage? All these extra things that are not in the Bible, they bring it into and make it a standard. And that is why people are guaranteed strangers. You now just join them in holy matrimony and push them into their home in marriage. What a calamity. What an explosion. What an explosive. That is what you call rocket-propelled grenades going somewhere to explode. How can they? What they ought to have known while they were dating, they will now start getting to know the, when they are married. But the issue is, now that they know, would they have married with that, if they had that information? Would they have married? No. We tell this gentleman, he said, ah, she's a virgin. Yeah. Okay, they got married, first sexual interview, and the guy saw that she was not a virgin. The man just couldn't, he said, ah, you are not a virgin. So why did you say you were a virgin? You come to me. I would have told you to go and check everybody. Okay, they say no sex before marriage. No problem. Are you sure that one of them it was um, ah, one of these very holy churches? Don't let me start mentioning names. She came. We were very close. But for some reason, I did not. She was just looking at me like, guy, you know, could just ask me out. We are very close. But... I didn't, you know, all these things, they don't wear rings, they don't wear this, they, they are, I just didn't want that drama in my marriage. I saw how that thing wrecked my own parents' marriage when, you know, one, no, we had no, and the man just, my dad just couldn't fathom it. Why wouldn't you wear, want to go out? My father would say, you can't follow me like this now. 
go and wear, wear, you know, put on your earrings. I know you can't wear earrings. I just couldn't transfer that drama into my own marriage. So that was what I saw in her. I said, nah, nah, nah. And she, you know, before she knew it, they contacted her, that one person in church, and, you know, they, you know, they won't even tell you who the guy is. You, they will shall bring you up to, you know, talk to you and everything. So you will know you are in a relationship with somebody, but you don't know who. They will check your blood type. They will do all that. And then they will just introduce you together. And then one day, you won't be able to say no when you now eventually see the person. So what happened to her was that when they now got married, you know, no sex before marriage, the, the honeymoon, and the guy, when they were going to, the guy had an exceedingly small penis. Very, very small. So whenever there is intercourse, he doesn't feel anything. And then, you know, one time she had to talk that, ah, maybe there's something we can do. The man said, eh, she's the only one complaining that the other girls, that he's dated other girls. Nobody complained. But, you know, she said, ah, so you were sleeping with other girls. when she said, no, that was a long time ago when I was in the world. Okay. So what did they do? So after two years, there was sexual frustration. The woman did not feel anything. She can't talk to them in church. They can't talk to anybody that she doesn't, and you know, she'll just see that she's wet. The guy couldn't even penetrate deep enough to ejaculate inside, you know, it was really small, and it was an insecurity for the guy. So he was a bit shy when he wants to, they will now, you know, when he wants, when they want to have sex, he will switch off the light. Ah, the girl would say, switch on the light. Now, because he was very insecure, and it became a major problem. Now, would that have been a problem for another woman? Because she would have known before they got there. She would have known if he was capable. She would have known the length. They say, as Christians, you cannot. I say, go to the hospital. Let them, let this gentleman and this woman be sure that she has a womb. Be sure that she's complete, that she's a woman. You to be sure that he's a man that you know that not that god created them perfect and you just join an impotent man you know lots of impotent people find places to hide and get married in church because you are not even allowed to talk about sex look at the causes of failed marriages and then they become violent then you know they separate after years after years, when this one cannot, there is no peace in the home. You, you, and the next thing, you turn your affection to the children. You say, well, I'm staying for the children. The children will grow up and leave. They will go to school. So who else will you now hold in the marriage because of? Eventually, they will cheat with somebody else. Forget the level of spirituality. Most of this, and I will tell you, most of them, because we know. We are the ones then that will draft agreements between them. Most of them have children outside, especially in the clergy. A lot of them have children outside. Few of them have come out to, some of them deny. I personally had an experience with someone, the Jew, the assistant Jew's last son, last child, belongs to the Jew. And the assistant Jew doesn't know that there was an affair between his wife and the Jew. You understand. Lots of things like that. But you will be doing your adultery 
and then you will be facing children. No, they cannot go out together. They can't even go out on a date together. You say somebody has to supervise. No, so that same way, you can't go and visit them in the house. You can't. How would they date? They must come to church. Church to do what? Is marriage a prayer meeting? This is the frustration. This is why we have more failed Christian marriages than any other marriage in Nigeria. Christian marriages, 87% failure. We started again this year, March, the month of deadly domestic violence. It is going to, it has already started. I, I read you cases. A man strangled his wife on the 2nd of this March. Killed her because she didn't open the gate on time. She was pregnant. Killed her in Anambra, 1st of March. Another one set the boyfriend and whoever woman was there with him, set them on fire. Tunde, he's dead. Another one, 6th of March. The man cut off his wife's arm and leg. Right hand, right leg. They are amputated now. She has only one hand, one leg. Why? The month of March. Domestic violence and abuse. Whenever you find yourself, if you have even made the mistake, leave. Let me tell you something. A living dog is better than a dead lion. And your marriage is not the criteria to enter heaven. Your salvation is. If you married wrong, you don't have to die in the wrong. Leave. Leave. We have been burying. Between January, February, we had lost about 28. March is every single day. There has been. Why? Because these people will simply refuse. What will my people say? The church said, I have a, you know, even a personal, someone very close to me. There is nothing that is only death that remains for my brother. They will separate. Uh, the church will say this. They will say that. Uh, at the end, they will come back. Now he called me. Uh, do you know she brought out a knife? And what? They are still living. Okay. Thank you very much. I have um, exceeded my time because of this month of domestic violence and abuse. Um, poetry Dr. Darius, I greet you too. Uh, wow, this is a long name. Thomas. Uh, uh, this is Thomas Tosin Photography. Uh, this is too long ago. Uh, so thank you everyone for joining me for listening uh, uh, this is it is awesome i took I, i've taken about 20 more minutes it's supposed to be we were supposed to stop at um 9 14 this is 9 36. so thank you very much everybody for joining uh before i go hey this i should be asking you always say that march is a peculiar month i don't know why statistics that is why we should have research you know, we have people that will not even bother to look into causes, to look into demography, what is going on. They just hold and say, it is well. You will live in houses you did not build. Let us... But wisdom is profitable to die. Uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. I really appreciate Anybody, anything to say before we leave? Uh, let me give uh, one minute for that, 30 seconds. Okay, one minute for that. 
uh, thank you to Cabrera Official, uh, Riri underscore 3103. Please uh, try to come on time so that we can, I start 10 minutes past 8 and then to end 10 minutes past 9. It is one hour. Also, please don't forget to join me on uh, Saturday, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. on 99.3 Nigeria Info FM. I'm going to talk more about this. God bless you and um, have a happy, happy March. Please, what questions should you ask on the first date? First date is friendship. First date is like you are going, listen, you don't start a relationship with love. You start with friendship. The first date, you'll be, how are you? What's up? How are you doing? You know, my name is so, 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 so. Went to this school, work here, this, that, that. Normal. Get to introduction. This is uh, who I am, what I do, what I studied. This is where I work. But then you get to know each other. It's getting to know each other. Sir, please, is the Adverse Saturday program still ongoing? Adverse Saturday? No, I think you mean RMDA. We don't have any Adverse on Saturday. We have training sessions. That is the volunteer training. We've done that. We've done that. If there is anyone, it will be announced. Yes, 19. Um, Thomas Lomography, Nigeria Info FM. Yes, 99.3 every Saturday, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. I really learned a lot today. Mercy, is this Aigbe? Irigbe. I really learned a lot. Thank you for listening. Mariam, real bello. Thank you very much, sir. More wisdom. Thank you very much. Thank you, everybody. God bless you.